1: Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT and T.
2: Hey everyone, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude Tanneritos. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
1: All right. 2022, midterm season, it's coming. This is the year. And hopefully you understand that the absolute farce that your elected officials in their campaigning are Attempting to argue the merits of a particular topic or idea or principle um, or this idea that they're going to make these sweeping promises and you actually expect these promises to come true. Uh, Or even if there's promises are a good idea or not, you know, if you run on something as a as a voter, you could be like, look. Do what you said you was going to do and I'm going to apply the pressure. You shouldn't have opened your mouth and said it if you didn't. Either way, I hope that that, you know, theater, you understand that that's theater, that that's not what the hell going on. But I do think there is a way to understand the season we're about to enter. And it's um, maybe even two, two phrases is why this episode has got two names, it's You wake up and choose violence and make sure you stay dangerous. Hood politics, y'all. I don't remember when this phrase kind of started hitting, uh, social media, you know, um, Man, this fool woke up and chose violence. Usually, it has to do with like somebody just like, you know, starts like they got time today. They start saying what they really think, you know. And um, maybe maybe this person been holding their tongue this whole time, but they they've hit a hit a hit a place where they like, look, nigga, I'm done being patient with y'all. This is what I think. This was going down like some a line has been crossed, right? um and when that line is crossed the it's like the only choice is to just start popping off you just start letting off you know what I'm saying and when you do like look it kind of it is what it is one thing I use the phrase stay dangerous for a reason because you know a lot of times people say hey you know be be safe out there you know what I'm saying uh hey, hey be safe outside stay safe I know among at least the anxious I knew you know what I'm saying and you know, people around the hood out. He was like, no, 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 I'm gonna stay dangerous. Like, and, and what they trying to say is that like, listen, it's like, I'm not safe. Like, it's not like, you know, you some people that's like, look, man, they ain't gonna, you ever heard the phrase, you know what I'm saying? They ain't gonna bust a grape in a food fight. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, you're not, you know, this person is like, they may be loud, they be this, but you not really, you not dangerous. You don't pull triggers. Like you, it's not, it's not, it's not gonna pop off. You feel me? Like you ain't finna do nothing. Like shut up. You ain't gonna do shit. You know what I'm saying? Like you're not gonna do nothing. Staying dangerous is this idea of like just what it says. Like, hey, man, like don't get it twisted. I might be smiling right now. We might be chilling with the homies. You need to know that at any moment I might decide you've disrespected me. You know what I'm saying? Like it's people in here. It's shooters in here. I might be one of them. You keep you keep your mind, keep your head you know what i'm saying you you better know that like listen i'm dangerous like don't just you can't just be any way around me i might choose war you feel me when you choose violence it's like listen when you dangerous it's like the the violence is always on the table you know it's 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 people i know that i'm i'm very close to it's it's friends I have, you know what I'm saying? Its family members. I have this particular family members that I'm like I just you know, you don't really I'm family. But you know what I'm not? I'm not set. I'm not hood. I since I'm not they I don't we got we got blood in us. We share blood, but you know what though? Like when somebody like listen man, when somebody join a gang, man, like these people like a lot of times these brothers sisters they join when they like 12, 13 years old. You know what I'm saying? Like they kids and so there's a camaraderie that's built, you know. At least I'm, I'm talking specifically about LA. Like I can't, I don't, I can't speak in any sort of authority on anyone else, but I know, yo, it was middle school. It was middle school was when, you know, the like kind of started. The dust started settling as to like where you was gonna go. You feel me? And so for me, like middle school was when somebody put a spray can in my hands. You know what I'm saying? Like I've, I've told this story so many times was like, that was for me, graffiti, hip hop was gang intervention for me. You know what I'm saying? Like that and the fact that we moved and, you know, just whatever the case may be, I was with the Vatos, whatever the case may be. Middle school was when it was like, oh, me and uh, like Filiberto, like we can't really kick it like we used to. You know what I'm saying? Me and, you know, um the twins across the street from my grandma's house, you know, Dwayne and Dwight. It's like, okay, we're, it's it's not the same. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, niggas love me. You know what I'm saying? Like we, you know, grew up together. Like we've been around each other the whole time. Like I moved a lot, you know, so like they didn't see me every day, but since, but once that started happening, you know what I'm saying? It was like, okay, listen, this ain't your street. It's your granny street. You know what I'm saying? Like we love your granny, respect your granny, respect your family. We know you out here, but like, listen I'm dangerous like you can't just we're dangerous you know what I'm saying and like you you understand that you know and that and 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 part of the thing is like you have to like remain dangerous like stay that way I, i'm I'm building this case because I'm gonna talk about the midterms <laughs> very soon okay so keep that in mind it's like you gotta i'm gonna stay dangerous you know what I'm saying? There's this code of ethics, this, like, honor code that I have found. Um, now, keep in mind, you know, my perspective. I have found that is sometimes used at, at, a, at a nigga's convenience. You know, uh, <laughs> there's a generation before me that almost like the, like, If you go back to like the generation of mafia that was like born and raised in Sicily and then came to America before like the John Gottis and the, you know, the flashy dudes that like they live by a code that is a blood death honor you never, ever break. So like there's a generation of like hoofs before me that this code is solid concrete. And it's in a lot of ways, it's like an honor culture. You know what I'm saying? Like an honor code that like is like in Eastern traditions to where it's like my honor or even like how America at some point had an honor code. Like, why would you duel if somebody insults you? Like, you know, I'm challenging you to a duel. You've you've insulted my honor. So we need to step 10 paces away from each other, turn around and shoot. That's ridiculous. It's an honor code. Like once you've crossed that, the only choice is violence. We're not reasoning. There's no, oh, you misunderstood. Oh, let's talk this out. It's like, no, nigga, you've like, I have been disrespected. And it's a lot of gangsters out there that like, you know, people from the hood or whatever that like really carry that code. But I would say the generation before me, like there was, it was like, there was no exceptions. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Uh, Them early nineties gangsters, like there was no late eighties, early nineties. There was no exceptions, none. Then you get more into a, a generation that I'm sort of like kind of, Came from that was like, sort of in my mind, kind of like hybrids. Like you could have a career, you know what I'm saying, and still be, you know, kind of in the hood, you know what I'm saying. So if you had a career and you was still in the hood, you know what I'm saying, like like a, um, like a like a like a similar to like a YG or like a like a Nip, you know what I'm saying. Like they were still very civil. they had careers, you know what I'm saying, and there was certain ways that this this code had to sort of evolve uh not broken not like all oh, these niggas ain't real gangsters because like listen come come to Compton come to South Central ask if them niggas is really gangsters you know what I'm saying but um uh, there was it had to evolve because there was money to be made you know what I'm saying and then when you add like the drug game and the hustling like a lot of times that you know the gangbanger kind of like slows down because you know you you putting the bag in danger I'm I trust me I'm not rambling like I'm talking about this code to where you know when somebody feels disrespected in whatever way, shape or form, they feel it, it's like action. We're done. We're done talking. We've chosen war. And when you've chosen that, no matter what the other person says, no matter what happens, it's all you're piling on the disrespect. You feel me? Like, it's just like I, I mean, I just funny, cause I knew a dude like, like, like that, that was just like, I sometimes I felt like, man, you putting extras, like you put extras on it. Like everything everything's a diss. All of this is a war. And no matter what, it's a war. Like, oh man, I don't like the way you sitting, man. That's disrespectful. Hey, homie, you gonna have that. Hey, you finna wear that Rams jersey? Hey, that's disrespectful. Hey, homie, you finna come over here with that (laughs) that Pendleton on with the small blue stripe on it? Nigga, that's disrespectful. Hey, homie, I don't like how you looking at my sister. That's disrespectful. Like, okay, bro, like, you've just chosen violence. Like, okay, is it all, like, really, is all like that? Like, really, it's all, it's all war. Everything is, everything is a declaration of war. It couldn't be no misunderstanding. It couldn't be like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you at the stop sign. You know what I'm saying? You at a red light. You know, you drive, you at a red light. You just happen to look over to the car next to you. Just glance at it. It's like, nigga, what's up? Why are why, why you looking at me like that, nigga? Like, what's up? You want something? It's like, no, fam. I'm just, are you serious? That's disrespectful. Like, cuz. Come on, man. It's a red light. Like, I'm not. You know what I'm saying? And if you if you are the person that's, like, looking over there and you like, man, I live by the same code then it's like, oh, we got to get down now because now you've disrespected me. Like you've made all of this a war or you could laugh it off, shrug it off and keep, you know, keep it pushing. But the point is, it's like, if you stay in dangerous and somebody puts you in a position where you got to clap back or you're not dangerous. Like, you, but if you're like, look, I'm going to stay dangerous. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm here chilling, some stuff not worth my time. But at the same time, there's this part of, that life that's like no everything is worth my time all of this is a challenge i don't you need to understand that i am not the one the what you and i would think is so petty it's like that's because we're not them you, you understand what i'm saying i was listening to this interview about uh it's the it's the clubhouse stuff with with you know, now, if you're not in this, don't even worry about it. But, like, I peek my head in every once in a while to hear some of the, like, clubhouse conversations with, like, uh, Whack 100 and, you know, Jim Jones and just some real, like. Now, if you want to know, like, real, like, hood politics in its literal sense, like, these are the politics among gangsters, which is not what the show is, obviously. You know what I'm saying? But, like, you want, like, that's that. That's a lot of, like, hood business that, like. I just gave you a vocabulary term. Hood business is 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 stuff that you just have to understand, which might apply today. It's stuff you just may have to understand. Y- you'll just never know. There are things that are happening among these sets, these, you know, ops, these rival gangs. There's reasons that we'll just never know because it's hood business, you know? Here's an example. I live in a neighborhood. Remember, I, I live with the Vatos. I live in a neighborhood where, the set in my neighborhood doesn't pay taxes. I, I don't know why. It, maybe it's some jail stuff. No one's going to tell me. It's just, they, look, The vatos, they had a rules. I just happen to live in a neighborhood that, I don't know, they just don't. That's what I'm saying. You're going to have to use your antennas and kind of figure out what's happening or just be like, it is what it is. I'm going to act accordingly, which in a lot of ways, really applies to the politics that we have. Like there are things we're just never really going to know what some of these politicians decide behind closed doors unless you're in there. You're just not going to know. The the point is you just have to act accordingly. I think there are positions and ideas, which I'm going to get to later. There are positions and stances and feelings that Republicans and Democrats might actually feel. uh, They ain't going to ever say it out loud. You ain't going to ever know because that's hood business why certain things get through and don't get us subbing you ain't gonna know unless you're there you know that's just that's just the reality but the point is like which is the concept of my show is like even though we don't know we have to use what we do know to figure out what we don't know and make our moves accordingly if me and you gonna survive Anyway, so Charleston White, he's, a uh, um, you know, a hustler from uh, from Dallas, was in the room with WAC 100, and they were talking about uh, the death of this guy, Slim 400. Now, y'all may not know who any of these people are. Knowing who they are is not the point, okay? That's not the point I'm bringing up right now. The point I'm bringing up right now is the code that these people live by when you just chose violence. This is who we are everything's a diss, it's all a war, right? Charleston was talking about when Slim passed away. Now, why Slim died is hood business. So we're back to that, like, again, but that's not the point. Slim, he was a rapper, he was an artist, but he was absolutely, I mean, he was a blood. Like, it is what it is. So he was like, look, Charleston was like, look, Slim died, fuck him whatever nigga that's a gangster you know what i'm saying that's the answer as a gangster we know what we signed up for and Wack was like oh, wait hold up like you just gonna talk about like you know already like that like nigga, do you understand how la gangs work like you can't just be and he was and he was basically going like he's a man first you know what i'm saying and charleston was like no he's a gangster first he put himself out there like this and he died in the streets because he knows what he signed up for. And if I'm a gangster and if you a gangster, you need to just be like, he's another gangster? Fuck him. It don't matter. Niggas die every day. Remember, I told you about that. Niggas die every day. It don't make no sense to me. Now they're both of these men are adults now. So they were like, Well, listen, um, I found out his name is Vincent. And you know, we're grown ups now, we survived a lot of stuff we went through. So you know what I'm saying we're these man, and it's a tragedy that Vincent passed. You know, he ain't got a family. You know what I'm saying? That's that's a tragedy. But Slim 400, nigga, I don't care. You know, and Wack was like, uh, you're not finna talk. You're not finna come to L.A. and talk like that. And then it devolved into something else. But the point I'm trying to make is it does not matter. The humanity, the logic, it doesn't matter. We chose violence. It is what it is. This is the life we stepped into. Everything's a war. Now, of course, there are exceptions to this rule. There's no way in the world. I mean, come on, guys. Like, you know, I know this firsthand, second and third hand. When you in the backseat of that car about to bust this mission, when somebody turn the corner and they say, hey, there they go right there, you know what I'm saying? And the kid sitting next to you pulled a, pulled a heater out of his backpack. You know what I'm saying? There's a part of you that's like, there's no way in the world five out of five of y'all are like, nigga, let's go. Somebody in that car is like, man, I wish I could be anywhere but here. Somebody's scared. You, 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 come on, man. Your whole set not scared. Somebody is thinking. A- now, listen, they will never, ever, ever say this out loud. Ever. They ain't going to tell nobody. No one would ever know this. But when nobody around. You know what I'm saying? In the back of their minds, sometimes in the front of their minds, but it's going to never come out of their mouth that it's like, man, I wish I was not here. I've made some choices uh, that is let down. I am live with my choices. It is what it is, but it is way more hurtful to myself to admit this than to rather just toe the line. I know what I signed up for. These are my brothers. Like I said, we signed up when we was 12, 13 years old. Now it is what it is. Here's where we are. I just I wish it wasn't. Don't get me wrong. Like I do have anywhere but here, you know. But it's where we are. You know what I'm saying? Like every time I've been like, man, listen. Of all the rides home I could have got in, of all the times I I cannot believe I chose to jump into this car. God, you know what I'm saying? Here we are, but. What are you gonna do? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not gonna admit it. You know, like, because if we survive this thing, and then I tell this fool, like, them, them fools heard me say I was scared and I don't wanna be here. Oh man, I'm done. You know, like, you you, you can't. You're done. And then it's gonna get out. If it gets out to everybody else, a whole city here that you were scared when it was time to throw hands, like, oh, no, that's a, <laughs> you're done. What does this have to do with the midterm elections? I am trying to teach y'all about the Republican Party. <laughs> Listen, they done chose violence. They have chosen to stay dangerous. I know this because everything, they whole platform, y'all, and I don't know why it's not obvious to everybody. They platform's a culture war. Everything's a culture war. One would think that, uh, you know, a, a, a global pandemic would end that. No, it's disrespectful. It's a culture war. You you, you turn a vaccine into the Fauci vaccine. You know what I'm saying? A mask is an attack on your t- on your freedoms like it's a culture. All things are disrespectful. So it's a. don't chose violence. Let me tell you how I know that I know this. Y'all know uh, a few weeks ago, Margie Taylor Greene finally got kicked off of Twitter. Now, this was her fifth offense, right? Where you get the warning, you get the shadow ban, you get the, like, you know, suspension for a few days. Finally, they're like, all right, nigga, you got to go. She has chosen her path. The path is violence, my nigga. I'm going to keep telling you some shit that we know is verifiably false. I'm going to keep putting this up here because, nigga, I'm dangerous. I done chose. It's a war, homie. This what we doing. It don't. I'm not here for no logic. Now nah, we. I chose violence. I'm dangerous. Don't come at me. This what we doing. You coming at you? If you listen, listen. You gonna try to primary me, big homie? Listen. I'm burning the ground. I chose fight vi- All things are war. Everything's a war. There were some statistics about uh. How Trump was like gaining ground with some like inner city black men is because they get it. They understand. They know what they' looking at. They like, oh, that nigga's a gangster. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's that because it's like everything's disrespectful. It's all a war. I take on all challenges. I accept all fades, even if even if it don't make sense. It don't matter. I accept all fades. And that's kind of like look look look. Y'all see Trump get booed when he talked about the fact that he has been vaccinated and got his booster, they booed that nigga. But he look, it gets he like, I mean, y'all look, I don't care. I do what I do. Hey, 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 look y'all storm the Capitol for me. At least that's the way his his in his brain. I mean, like, I think they feel like it's bigger than him. They booed him over that mug, but he like, listen, if I run, y'all go vote for me. Cause you know what the alternative is. He got Republicans, all these Republicans up under him, lining up behind whatever he say he gonna do. Cause that nigga's a gangster. Like he still run, yo, and that's why they get. they like, I get that, I understand that. Whether I, whether they agree with his politics or not, they like, but that I recognize. I do what I say I'm gonna do. You gonna follow me because I'm dangerous. I'm I'm wi- I'm ready for the war at all times. I take all fades, right? Somebody worried about y'all booing him. He ain't worried about that at all. Everything's a war. Everything's a culture war. You know how I know? Because as I'm recording this, there was, count them, two Republicans that showed up at the January 6th memorial thing at the Capitol. Two of them. Let me tell you why is because this wasn't an attack on democracy in their minds this has become an issue of respect what they look like showing up a funeral of like a, a rivalhood what I look like showing up today memorial why would I why would I go to that well, You be like, well, because it was a place that all we was all at, and everybody got shot up at. Like, well, nah, nah, we tone a line. And I am positive, you telling me out of two hundred or so Republicans, all of them are about it like that. Nah, homie, there's some hood business going on there. It's people behind the scenes. That are like, look, this is madness. They tried to kill us all. This man Trump is crazy. He got a death grip, but he got a death grip on the hood. I mean, what i am going to say? They going with, they, they, remember you go with the boss, go with the set. They was like, well, look, the boss still hold the set. I, I don't know what to say. I don't know how he doing it, but he doing it. And they like, nah. They, they, they scared. They scared that if they actually say something, it's even worse for them. That's why they're not saying nothing. That's why you're not showing up. You can't show up, even though you think that, like, oh, this is stupid. Look, of course I'm, I mean, like, dog, like, we almost, This like, you kidding me? But they're like, nah, man, like, I'm not finna, I ain't finna go to that. You, you crazy. Why that seems absurd to us is because, well, you know, we civilians. We didn't, we not sign, we don't live by that code. That's their code. And you and it's and it's clear they chose violence. Everything is a culture war. Now, is that violence all theater? I don't know, because there is, according to an Ipsos poll, fewer than one half of Republicans actually accept the elections that think that the Joe Biden's election was legitimate. And so they still don't believe that they actually believe despite any evidence otherwise that yeah that this election was stolen that it's not he's not a legitimate president so if you really actually truly believe that your only choice is violence then everything after this everything after that point is fair game is continual disrespect i mean that's why you Now, of course, there are those that know that this is theater and are like, I'm just going to play the game. There are those that actually buy in. But the point is, anything after that is like, oh, we're, I mean, we're at war. You know, according to the same Ipsos poll, two thirds of America agree that democracy is at risk just for opposite reasons. One of us, one side believes that, uh, I mean, somebody stormed the Capitol to try to overturn a duly elected president and this is crazy, right? Others believe that like this election was legitimately stolen. I mean, if this is what you think, yo, I mean, how else you gonna solve it? They feel like, well, we tried to go the civil route. We tried it and y'all cheated. I'm choosing violence now. That's, that's, that's what, I mean, that's their choice. I, everything's a culture war, all of it, everything. That's why they talk about cancel culture all the time. It just, you know, everything is a war, no matter how reasonable or unreasonable it is. They've chosen to stay dangerous. Don't come at our orb. Now, what do you expect in these 2022 midterm elections? I expect the Democrats gonna get their ass beat. I think they're gonna get the shellacking of their life. I think because one, they still haven't been able to toe the line the way that the Republicans have, that they got everybody in check. I think that they still can't agree on what they want to do, the Democrats. I think that they're not shooters. At the end of the day, that's the answer. They're not shooters. Republicans are shooters. They may shoot all willy-nilly, but they shooters. How do you deal with somebody that's a shooter? Well, I mean, I don't know. I'm Look, that's hood business. You know what I'm saying? There's something that they want. That this violence, this this disrespect, there is a way to satiate that disrespect. I think I talked about this before. Like there's times that when you're dealing with somebody super volatile and very dangerous, one thing you got to do is just cut to like, OK, what can we do? What you need from me, OG? Yeah. You- and sometimes that works. Sometimes, sometimes that other OG on the other side reads that as weakness. That like, oh, you trying to reason? You don't want a war? You ain't prepared for a war? Okay. Oh, we finna, tsk, nigga, I'm finna slay y'all. There's some that read it like that. Others that be like, huh? This is what I need. You upset? Know and if there's a way you can go behind closed doors and give them what they need, that's a different story. You got to suss that out. I don't know. What do we as the constituents need to do? Remember that there are things that we just don't know that happen behind closed doors. On the other hand, there's who we choose to send to primaries. There's who are elected officials that we actually are behind, like, who, who, you know, like let's let's start calling their offices and saying, yo, if this, this and this goes down, I'll vote for you. I want you to be the guy. I want you to be the girl. But you're not like you're not giving me something. Yo. And sometimes look, sometimes even running for a position ain't really about winning. It's about being able to shift the conversation. It's about being able to put things in the air that says like you're, you're creating demand for something. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, you may not ever win. That's like, ain't no way in the world I'm gonna win. Like, there was somebody, I forget homeboy's name. Who was the, uh, who's who's the millionaire, the billionaire, I forget homie's name, but the billionaire that just signed up and started running commercials talking about Trump getting, getting uh, uh, impeached and then ended up running. Like, I, I, he was just there to change the narrative. There was another guy that was like, I literally got on the stage just to make sure that climate change was important in this. I ain't no way in the world you're going to win this. Like, you know, you're not going to win. It's about shifting the narrative. Right. So there's there's a part of like running for for midterms and elections. That's really just about that. But if you're waiting for. Some sort of like level headed, logical. You know Merit based Discussion On what we want to do And to be As a nation Uh, I don't know Where you've been For the past 10 years We've We chose violence y'all The Republicans have decided They gonna stay dangerous Hood politics Hey it's so hood right now Hood politics y'all Hood. Y'all, this mug was recorded and edited by Me Propaganda right here in East Los Boyle Heights, Los Angeles. Y'all can follow me at Prop Hip Hop on all the socials. You can follow The Hood Politics Pod itself at Hood Politics Pod, where we be trying to make takes on stuff that aren't really big enough for a whole episode, but definitely needs a little bit of clarity. This mug was scored, edited, mixed, and mastered by the one and only Headlights. Y'all go follow my dog Matt Auswelski. I still don't know how to say his name. I'm glad he changed it to Headlights. Follow him on his socials at Headlights underscore music. Telling you, hear all these new other fly tracks this fool be making. And the theme music was done by the one and only Gold Tips, Gold Tips, DJ Sean P. Y'all remember, every time you check in, if you understand the hood, you could understand politics. Shouts to iHeartMedia for making this happen.